You are listening to the Less Drama, More Mama podcast, episode 268. Four moms talk about their experiences in Damn Good Mama. This is Less Drama, More Mama, the podcast for moms who want to feel calm, in control, and confident about how to handle anything life throws their way. If you're ready to go from feeling frazzled and disrespected to feeling calm and connected, this is the podcast for you. I'm your host, Pam Howard. Hello and welcome to the podcast. I'm Pam Howard and I'm so excited for today's episode. As many of you know, I opened the doors last week to my signature group coaching program, Damn Good Mama, and enrollment is open through this Saturday, September 30th. Episode 241 was an interview I did with some of my Damn Good Mama clients. That was about six months ago. And I'll link to that in today's show notes. And today I wanted you to meet four more moms who went through the program so you could hear about their before and after stories. My daughter Dahlia and I were just talking the other day about how much we love before and after photos, whether it's a house renovation or a weight loss transformation There's just something so satisfying and inspiring about witnessing those transformations. And I know that episode 241 inspired at least one mom to join last April. So for those of you who are thinking about joining and need a little extra encouragement, these interviews will hopefully provide that for you. We have Katie, Tara, Sarah, and Lisa, and each one of them has a unique story to share. If you still have questions or hesitations about joining after you've listened to them, feel free to email me at pam at lessdramamoremama.com and let me know so that I can help you make the best decision for you. Okay, let's dive in. So Katie, let's start with you. Tell us a little bit about what was going on in your life and with your kids before you joined Damn Good Mama. Hey, Pam. Well, first I want to say thanks for having me. You're welcome. to be here. What was happening in my life uh, with my kids, we were having a lot of behavior challenges with my two boys Mm -hmm. and I was really at a loss for what to do. Um, And I tried lots of different things. I've read a lot of books. I have a background in child development. We have sought out, you know, therapy for the kids, for us. We had, we had done a lot of things. I'd done a lot of work. Um, can you, can you I, talk a little bit about what the challenges were? Sure. Uh, there was a lot of unhappiness, which looked like anger and yelling. Um, sometimes it would get physical. Mm-hmm. Um, it would start as soon as they were off the bus. And it felt like, it felt like the idea that I had for what, what my family would be like was so different than the reality. And it was really pretty sad. Uh, it was, it felt really, really sad at the time. Yeah. And, and tell us a little bit more, like how old are your boys? Was it fighting between them, between you and them? Give us a little bit more context. Okay. Well, this was, it was a good year and a half ago. We've been working together for a while. Mm -hmm. Um, so they were nine and 11 at the time. And they were fighting with each other verbally. Sometimes it would get physical. Um, the youngest was really upset about life in general. It seemed like he was fine at school, but then when he would get home, it would really 
come out, he'd be just be, and I mean it when, when I, he got like from the time he got off the bus, he would say goodbye to his friends with a smile. And it was almost like he turned to me with a scowl, Hmm. you know, and started complaining that there's nothing to do at home. We don't even have good snacks, like just anything. Mm -hmm. And this, it it would continue, you know, it was and it's also like, I know a lot of parents who say like, my kids are angels at school or they're doing, they're, they get along really well at school, but then at home, it's a different story. And that was kind of what was the same for you, right? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And I would even say like, crank it up a little bit because he was, like I said, we, we are in therapy even today for mm-hmm. behavior. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, yeah. Okay. So what were you hoping to get out of damn good mama that would be different from the therapy or different from other things that you had tried? Um, I didn't really know. I was hoping to see a change in how I responded. Mm-hmm. And I was hopeful that that would change how they responded. Um, okay. You know, that's yeah. what I was hoping for. Okay. And so tell us what has changed for you since joining the program. So you were part of our my first program. I've done three so far. So you were in the first group. Um, and that's why you said, you know, we've been working together for a while, but what's changed for you since going through the program and what, and specific maybe stories or, you know, things that you've seen that you've experienced. Well, there's been a lot of changes, a lot of shifts. And so I've changed in the way I interact with the kids. So if the kids are fighting, it feels it feels more like there's distance between me and them distance in my emotions. Yeah. So I'm not taking on their, their issues. I'm cause before it felt like I shouldered that and if they were upset, then I was upset and I really wanted everyone to just get along. But now I feel like, well, if they're fighting, I guess they're going to fight. I will obviously step in if it gets too far, but I don't try and intervene anymore in the way that I used to. I don't try and referee. They know how they should act. I 100%, they know how they should act. And when they aren't acting that way, I let that be their choice. Mm -hmm. Um, And I work with them separately, not in the moment where before Mm -hmm. I used to try and Mm -hmm. make changes in the moment. And yeah, it, it feels a lot different inside than it did back then. Can you tell us more about that? Sure. Yeah. So I think through the program, I've learned, (laughs) I've learned the really big truth that like, I can only control me um, Mm -hmm. as much as I would love to have a mute button sometimes. (laughs) Um, No, like on Zoom. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But I can't. So I just really um, focus on what I can control and that's how I show up and that's how I respond. And that's who I am in the midst of their conflict. And so one of the things you had us do is write down who we wanted to be. Mm -hmm. Like you kind of said to do it in the future Mm -hmm. and then to try and live into that every day, every moment. What does that feel like? How does that feel in your body? What am I thinking about? What am I spending my time on? Am I, you know, just all those little things that go into who, because my perfect version or my ideal version was different than how I was. Yeah. And so tell us what is, like you said, it feels different in your body. Can you explain what are the emotions that you're feeling now when they're fighting or at other times? Well, when they fight, I notice 
I notice the anxiety, right? And then I remind myself, siblings are going to fight. It's natural for them to fight. Like I have phrases that are helpful to me to calm my anxiety. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I have different ways of showing up. So sometimes I might stand up and move around. Sometimes I might remove myself from the situation. And that is sort of a, they know mm-hmm. if I'm taking myself away, they know they've, they've gone too far. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just feels like I feel in control mm-hmm. of myself versus what I used to feel, which is out of control because I was trying to control what they were doing. Yes. To control how they were showing up and I was really getting in the middle of it and no one was winning. Right. They were still fighting and I was just adding to it. And yeah. yeah. So good. So <laughs> good. What a mess it was. I know, but that's how we all learn. <laughs> so um, can you tell the story about, cause I love how recently you, you tried a different approach where you were being a little bit more playful. Can you talk about that? Like the before sure. and after? <laughs> sure. Well, something that my oldest was doing that drove me crazy um, is he was just barging into rooms and he knows he's supposed to knock before he enters a room. I knock every time I enter his room, you know, but he was just coming through the room and demanding something. Um, and so we talked about it because I was not showing up in my best way. And you suggested trying to be playful, <laughs> which was a real big shift. And like, yeah, you're like, what? <laughs> I was just imagining you like reading that and being mm-hmm. like, what is she even talking about? How can I be playful about this? Right. Yeah. But it was really good because this particular child is playful like 90% of the time. Mm-hmm. It's only when he gets upset that he's like, you know, mm-hmm. so I did. I tried it because of course it was going to happen again. So he barged in again and I got up from the bed and I was like, you came in the room without knocking. Now you get the tickle attack. And he was like, sort of confused, like what? And so I like, you know, went towards him with like tickly fingers, you know, and he was like, I don't want to be tickled. And I was like, okay, well, how about a kiss attack? And I started kissing his cheeks and he's like, mom, stop. (laughs) I was like, okay, but you know, like you came in the room without knocking and he, he was like, fine, fine. And he, he left and, you know, so then I closed the door and it was a couple more minutes and he came back and knocked and I said, come in. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah. especially like trying something that's so different than what he's used to. It's like, you said, they're like, what is going on? They're, they're like so taken aback. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's that's actually a, um, I forget right now what it's called, but it's actually a technique used in psychology to just like get people off balance a little bit, you know, and change change things up. So yeah. Wow. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So what's been your favorite part about being in the group? I think the community and because we all have similar issues, they're not all the same, mm-hmm. but someone will bring an issue forward and get coaching on it. And it is, I can relate to it. Um, and I also love that you're available to us throughout the week through Slack. That's pretty neat. I mean, I'm giving you more than one example, but. Right. I love it. <laughs> okay. I, the community is pretty amazing. Isn't it? Yeah. yeah. And I feel like we're all just utilizing Slack in between sessions and people are giving each other support and it's beautiful. I love the way that it's evolving. Okay. Last question is what do you want to share with moms who are listening today who may be sitting on the fence about joining? Mm, that's a great question. 
I would share that if you're ready to do the work, because it is work, you're working on yourself. Mm-hmm. If you're ready to do the work and you're ready for a change, then you're ready for the program. How, how will somebody know if they're ready to do the work? You're tired. You're just tired of things being the same old, same old, same old. Mm-hmm. And you've tried lots of things. Like I really did. I read lots of books. I was on an online platform. I had, I had different support, but I didn't have support for the way I was thinking and the way I was showing up. So it's different than therapy. Mm-hmm. How and so? In your words, how would you describe it? Um, I think therapy is wonderful and I'm thankful for what I've been able to have. Um, I think therapy digs into the past and how it affects us Mm -hmm. and coaching to me is more what's happening right now in my present and how can I shift my thinking to show up differently Mm -hmm. versus the past influencing how I show up, which is, I mean, happens to all of us, right? How can it not? Right. it's being able to make a conscious choice and change in how I'm thinking now and how I'm showing up now. And so, yeah, it's just really powerful. Yeah. And it's a lot more future focused too. I think like you mentioned, you know, writing down like and living Mm -hmm. into your future self. I think coaching is um, focused a lot on that too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Awesome. Anything else you want to, you want to say to moms who are listening or just in Um, general about the program? Yeah. I would just say, I'm really excited for you. (laughs) I would remind you that you're worth it. Mm. And, you know, we, I don't know, I, I show up and I'm a great mom and I'm a great wife and I'm a great worker in my career, but I show up better. I show up better now than I ever did than I did then, because I, I have more awareness of my thoughts. I have more awareness of, I'm just more purposeful Mm -hmm. because of the coaching and because yeah, we get this coaching whenever we need it. Yeah. 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 Well, I thank you because I, like I've told you privately, like I think you're a great example of somebody who really shows up for herself and puts in the time and the work to make the program work for you. Like, like you said, it's work. You're going to have to do some mm-hmm. reflection and things like that, but you're doing it and it's paying off big time. So congratulations. Thanks, Pam. It's really been a gift. Thanks for having me on. Thank you. All right. Let's go to Tara. Tara, tell us a little bit about what was going on in your life uh, and with your kids before you joined Damn Good Mama. You were in our second yes. uh, second time we ran it, right? Yes. Okay. So give us a little bit of backstory. I had worked with Pam previously with private coaching. Um, and we had, you know, I had taken a break from that and, you know, was doing mom life. And at the time when, um, she was promoting the second round of damn good mama. And, I actually and- wasn't promoting it though. Oh, no, that's right. You, you, you contacted me, right? Didn't I did you? like, yeah, I did like a kind of secret launch um, yes, that's right. <laughs> where I, I invited, yeah, I invited past clients of mine to join for that right. second, right. for that second group. Yep. Okay. So yes, Pam did reach out to me and I had seen the first launch just because I followed the, you know, the podcast and you know, I get your email, I'm on your email list. And, you know, so I, I knew that it existed. And then, and oddly enough, I, I had actually been thinking that then I remember that because I responded and I said, it's funny that you reached out because I was thinking about reaching out to you and <laughs> just mm-hmm. to check in and say, you know, how are things going? And 
just reconnect. And you said that you were launching a second group and, you know, and it was with people that you'd worked with previously or had been working with at the time and so on and so forth. And I said, yeah, I, I like, I, I think I'd like to do that. And so, um, yeah, I committed to do that. And we had what at the time I had my, my daughter was in college. My second was a senior in high school. Um, and I was really, it would be positive and his, you know, we, we would do what we, you know, needed to do for his senior year and all of his, you know, he was a three season athlete and, you know, there were a lot of commitments and, and, and all the parties and all that kind of thing. And I wanted to show up in a way that I felt was supportive of him, but also that I would enjoy that hopefully he would enjoy and, um, and not, you know, run myself into the ground at the same time. Mm -hmm. Um, and also, you know, get along because that particular season of life in my experience has been a year of life with, with, uh, you know, a kid who now has a driver's license is looking to, you know, is turning 18 somewhere in the school year, feels a lot of, uh, privilege and desire to want to spread his wings and, you know, but you're still living at home and trying to navigate those parameters and boundaries and all that kind of stuff and do so in a constructive way. Like I just wanted to make sure, like try really wanted to still like, like him and want to <laughs> <laughs> want to be with him um, through all of that. So yeah, I was, uh, you know, all in and yeah, that's pretty much where I went. Okay. So what were you hoping to get out of the program? Well, as I, like, as I said, I just wanted to feel connected with him and just, and get along, um, yeah. to the best of my ability. He has a strong personality. He's very strong-willed by his nature. Um, and he tends to argue when there's boundaries and, and that sort of thing. And with three kids and three different personalities where like, I was thinking about this recently, like my daughter, who's the oldest questions a lot, mm-hmm. most things, my second son argues most things and my third <laughs> son says like, okay. And then does what he wants anyway, if he doesn't <laughs> want to do something. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's navigating there, like just wanting to try and figure out how to work with their individual personalities to kind of move through life and challenges and difficulties and boundaries and rules and that kind of stuff without just arguing through everything or punishing through everything or grounding through everything, mm-hmm. which in my experience hasn't always worked. Yeah. So did damn good mama help you with what you thought it would, or did it help you attain that goal that you had for yourself and your son? Um, and if so, how? Yes. Um, I would say the primary thing I honestly is, is that it helped me kind of the beginning of it was, or or a good chunk of it was looking at why certain, I react to certain things and why certain things are upsetting to me or difficult for me. And some of the homework assignments that we did from week to week made me realize like why I'm reacting to certain things or why negative situations are hard for me or upsetting for me, or like, I don't know, some of it was just very eye opening that I didn't even realize those sorts of scenarios could be so troubling. And, and I was like, Oh, that makes sense. Like, you know, that was a something that whatever my dad did that like, mm-hmm. he, he's reacting in a way that my father had reacted as an example. And that always upset me as a kid. So mm-hmm. I, I'm like acting like I'm 13 or something, you know what I mean? In, in, yeah. a, in a situation like that and realizing that like, okay, but I'm the mom now and I'm the grown up here. And is this how I want to react the, and having the reinforcement with the, the group and the, the coaching to take that pause, give myself a beat and not that I necessarily have to respond or react in the moment and, and kind of get curious about my own 
um, perspective on things. And like, why, why do I, you know, want this or that, or, you know, a certain behavior or chore or task or what have you? Yeah. You're in a, in a unique situation on this call because you said we did work together privately before. And so I'm, I'm just curious to know what was your experience of being in the group and how was it different than the one-on-one work that we did together? When we started the one-on-one stuff, I came into it as just overwhelmed mom. I felt like I was overcommitted and just that there was always too much to do, always too many places to be. And so you helped me work through just like, you know, and we worked through like scheduling stuff and the the one chapter in your book where you don't have to do anything Mm -hmm. that, you know, I remember, you know, us giving some focus to that and what is it that I really want to do. But I feel like the difference between when we were doing the individual coaching, you still had um, group calls with people Mm -hmm. you were doing individual coaching with at that time. That's true. but it was the the structure of it was definitely different that I feel like having the group calls now, you're all stepping through the weekly tasks and assignments and homework and that sort of thing. So you're working through all of your mm-hmm. um, weekly mm-hmm. um, focuses together that it makes, I, it, it was amazing to me because when, when we did our group, Lisa was in our group. And I remember you saying at some point, like that there's a split of, of, you know, half are married and half are not. And what else? Older kids versus younger kids. And, you know, we didn't have, we weren't all in the same personal situation, but the amount of things that I felt personally, I mean, I I don't know if Lisa would say the same, but I felt like there were so many of the conversations that we were so relatable or perspectives that we were either adjacent or we shared or And even whether it was like, you know, a parent-child relationship is a parent-child relationship. And there are things that like we deal with with our parents and then similar situations come with our kids. And even as an adult now, like there are things I'm I'm dealing with with my kids that I'm also dealing with with my parents, with our parents. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So um, it's, I don't know, it's just remarkable how to me, like just how relatable it all is. And it it makes, it make it like helps build that sense of community that you're not doing this alone, even when you're, you know, you're standing there with your toddler or teenager or whatever the age is and the kids throwing a fit and you are standing alone, like having the support and the reinforcement and the connection with the group and being able to share that, like in a, in a safe space where we are trying to be compact, you know, we don't necessarily handle everything the same way, but we're compassionate to each other and uplifting, uplifting to each other and considerate and, you know, but also curious about each other's perspectives. And I, I just, I real I so appreciate having that you know, where I've been in other mom groups and, you know, where sometimes there is judgment in it and sometimes it's not super supportive or there's somebody who would handle things in a certain way and they're very dominant in the group. And, um, and it's, it's just not as comfortable as, you know, and I don't know any of the ladies in the group personally. Um, we just know each other through the group, but it's, it's, it's something I definitely like look forward to each week, you know, and if I've had to miss a call because I've had an, another appointment or something else going on, I'm, I'm, I always watch the replay, but after the fact, I'm like, Oh, I really wish I was on that call. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I agree. I love our group so much. So what is it? I mean, you've, you've already said so much that I know is going to help moms who are listening to, you know, make a decision, but what else would you want to share with them before you hop off? I know you have another call you have to get to. So anything else that you want moms listening to know? 
I think I said most of what I, I, I honestly, I, I just, I'd say just do it. Like it's, I, I really sincerely feel like, you know, we do so much for our kids, for our families, or at least I, you know, I mean, most moms do. And if you're, if you're considering this, like you're, you know, you're one of the moms that is that mom, you know, they talk about self-care and, and like spa days and go get a pedicure or go get a massage or, you know, go buy yourself a pair of shoes or I don't know, take a walk around the block. But like, this is definitely a huge form of self-care and something that I, you know, I wouldn't still be here if I didn't really value the the time we have together. And, and just, I really so appreciate the reinforcement that we have in the group of like, for me, um, you know, we had, after we had done coaching and I had stepped away from it for a while, like I just missed the reinforcement and the, and hearing the other, the perspectives. And, and I would repeatedly like try and, you know, I'd go back to my notes and go back to the things. And, but when I would come to the, a situation that was a difficult situation, or my kid was like screaming at me, just having that consistent reinforcement, I feel like for me is really, really helpful for me to maintain my own personal perspective. And there are certain things that like, there was this one particular instance that I was thinking about lately that my, the same son who, you know, was a senior and he was packing up to go off to college and he was so stressed that like, he, like I could see that he was just really stressed. I know he was nervous. He wouldn't, and he would say none of that. He, you know, he has very traditional male energy in that mm-hmm. sense. And, you know, he was arguing with my husband and he was picking on his younger brother and, and I'm walking towards him and I was like, Brendan, and he goes, what, you're going to, you're going to yell at me now too. <laughs> and I was like, just, just, can you just stop for a second? And I just hugged him mm. and he calmed down, you know? And, and I was like, I know it's like, it's hard in the past. I a hundred percent would have just added fuel to the fire. We all would have been arguing. We all would have had a bad day. And I'm not saying like hugging him fixed any of it. He was still scared and he's still stressed. Right. We all were, but it just sort of shifted the energy enough to just move forward and move through it. And mm. I wouldn't have even probably thought to do that two years ago. Yeah. Wow. I love that example. Thanks for sharing that. Well, thank you so much. I, I want to make sure you get to your next call oh, on time, okay. but <laughs> I appreciate you. <laughs> you being here so much and sharing with us. Well, thanks for thanks for asking and thanks for including me. But yeah, no, I'm a cheerleader of the program. So yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Bye. Awesome. Okay. Let's move to Sarah from Tara to Sarah. Um, (laughs) Sarah, tell us a little bit about you and what was going on in your life before you joined damn good mama. So I'm a mom of three and my oldest son hit a huge, well, many different milestones. He started driving on his Mm -hmm. own. Um, He quit a travel sport that he had played since he was four. Mm-hmm. Uh, he started dating and he had his first steady girlfriend. Okay. And so he was entering a new phase of high school and starting to think about college. Okay. And so what was that like for you? Quickly, it was like it happened just overnight. I felt like my relationship with him was so reactive, mm-hmm. um, combative, negative. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, what I realized is that it was just coming from this need to control mm-hmm. and the authoritative parenting that I had used up until now. Mm-hmm. And so I quickly learned that you cannot change or control anybody and definitely not teenagers. Yes, so, this is um, true. 
what I was doing was not working. I just kept hitting walls. I kept getting more negative about my son to other people too. And that I knew that wasn't healthy. And um, he was going to continue to keep asking for more freedom and decisions. And I had to let him. So I kind of was just at my wits end of where do I go? Mm-hmm. Okay. And did you um, try anything before Damn Good Mama? Like to... Oh, yes. I tried many things that didn't work. Um, I tried to ground him, control him, you know, forbid him from seeing his girlfriend. Okay. So Um, more of the same, more of the same controlling type stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And I think, by the way, I just want to, you said something earlier about authoritarian parenting Mm -hmm. and I know, or authority, you said authoritative, but I think you meant authoritarian because there's, they're two different things and they sound exactly the same. So it's difficult. It's kind of confusing, but um, yeah. I'd yeah. rather be authoritative, right? Not authoritative. 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 That's right. yes. yes. Than authoritarian. Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So tell us about your experience in the program and what did you take from it? So, uh, I mean, probably the first thing that I learned, which is like your first chapter of your book is that you can't control your kids and that they don't cause you to feel the way you do. Because I kept saying, Oh, this teen year, it's just making me crazy. And I'm so, you know, pulling my hair out and I keep hitting a wall and he's so combative. And um, what my husband kept saying is he's not combative. (laughs) It's me. So that was very eye-opening for me that it was like, I can't change him. I just have to change me. And that's like the first chapter in your book. Um, And then it helped me to just break down every time that I was being reactive with him, what the circumstances were, what my thoughts were, what my actions were, and what my result. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was a lot of times I found out of fear of losing him, Mm -hmm. um, fear of you know, him getting in a crash when he was driving at first. And I think a lot of moms have those same thoughts, but um, it just helped me break everything down and take a look at myself and look at what I was thinking when I would react. Yeah. And I just want to point out, you know, to everyone listening that when you're reacting out of fear like that, you're more likely to bring about the exact thing that you are trying to avoid, right? So you, you don't want to lose him. And yet you're you're showing up to the relationship in a way that is more likely to push him away and lose him in a different kind of sense of the word, right? Exactly. And I was doing that and I could see that because he was only coming to my husband. Mm-hmm. And that that even made me feel worse. And so it was just like a spiraling thing. Yeah. Like I've yeah. got to change this. What else changed for you since joining the program? So my connection with him, I try not to um, judge... I I know that I can't control him. Um, I try to be positive with my responses and supportive instead of negative Um, because I was always quick to just add my opinion about everything to him. And I've caught myself just thinking through it before I say it. And sometimes I found myself when I was training my brain differently Uh that, wow, this is different, but this is what I want. And, um, I didn't go so quickly to the fear. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I would notice that he would be shocked by my responses, Uh (laughs) which was great. Um, And that's when I knew that it was working and what I was doing was working. 
It's so funny um, because you and Tara and Katie all have mentioned like kind of surprising or confusing your kids with your yes. new behavior. <laughs> yes. I mean, mine would just be like, who are you? Uh-huh. Like, look at me like, and then he'd kind of look at, he'd look at my husband like, really? <laughs> She's actually saying yes or uh-huh. whatever it is to what I'm asking. So um, that completely changed and it quickly taught me that this is what I want. And it's not an easy thing to change the brain, but it's something I'm willing to work at because he's only got a year left. He's a senior. So I want to not have this last year be so tug of war. Yeah. Yeah. And your relationship is going to continue even after he leaves the house. So. Right. Yeah. Right. And I also have a middle son that just became a teenager. So. I'm going to just keep working at this. As oh, it goes. yes. You'll have so many uh, more opportunities to use yes. all the things you're learning. Yes. Um, so what do you want to share with moms who are listening, who may be sitting on the fence or, you know, trying to decide whether or not to join? Um, you know, I just would say what a lot of people say is do this investment in you. Um, I was reluctant to spend the money too. And then I said, hey, You know, if I was a lawyer, I'd be doing continuing education. If I was, um, if I was a doctor, I'd be doing continuing education. I feel like this was education for me as well. Oh, I love that. I love looking at it that way. That's great. Yeah. And so I was like, you know, really, it's not that big of an investment. I can do this and I need to do this. And I remember telling my husband, and again, he was shocked that I did it. (laughs) And that, that made me know that I made the right decision too. He he was shocked and was like, okay. Um, And then, you know, as he watched me and every time I had my weekly coaching calls, he was like, all right. So um, he became a cheerleader after that. But, um, you know, I just feel like you are the only one that can change. Um, We're always a work in progress. And as my kids get older, I need to change. And so that was kind of the milestone that I hit was the teenage years. It was like, wow, I really need to change. And it's me that has to change. So do it. It's a great investment in you. And um, I think the timing is great that you can start the new year off in a great way. Yeah, right. Because you'll be done when we start on October 3rd and we'll be done right before Christmas. And exactly. Then you'll be like, ooh, the holidays are so calm and relaxed and loving and connected. Yeah. Yes. Yes, it's a perfect time to do it. <laughs> oh, thank you so much, Sarah. Appreciate you. You're welcome. You. Thank you. All right. And now, last but not least, we have Lisa. Hello. Hello, Lisa. Okay. I can hear you. Yeah. All right. So tell us a little bit about your story. Well, you know, I was hesitant at first because I am the mom, an unwillingly estranged mom from her 23-year-old daughter. So I thought, you know, what am I going to have in common with these people? Like, somehow, I was beyond, like, the scope of this group. And that's couldn't be further from the truth. I've never been in a group before. Mm -hmm. So I just, I really feel like I'm getting to know everyone and they're getting to know me. I thought there was going to be some judgment Mm. about me because I think like 
societally, like a mom estranged from her kid, like the mom did something wrong. What did you do wrong? Mm-hmm. Um, so I was, you know, carrying a lot of that coming yeah. in. Yeah. 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 And so have you, what's, <clears throat> what's been your experience with that? Like, have you felt judged? Not at all. Not at all. Um, no, everybody is so compassionate. And even if they, even if they haven't had this experience, I think what ties us are the emotions that we feel around our kids. And I think regardless of what age they are, you know, it's a mixture of guilt or sadness or shame sometimes like that that's how we're all connected mm-hmm. is just three i mean you could say we're connected because we're moms but also it's what we share as human moms yeah and those are the emotions and all of that yeah yeah so what were you hoping to get out of the program i mean um, cuz like you said it's a little bit different situation that you're in yeah i think it was more, even just more practice and more reinforcement of stuff that I've learned, you know, in the past from privately coaching with you mm-hmm. that, I don't know, it sort of gets me out of my own bubble. Even with one-on-one coaching, it sort of gets me out of my, you know, uh, as opposed to one one-to-one coaching is that Um, being able to hear other voices and hear other stories, even if they're in vastly different places, it, it, in seeing other people be coached, it awakens an awareness in me, in my, my own experience of what I'm going through, whether it's like acknowledgement or like, oh yeah, something that I can really relate to or it brings attention to something that I may not have thought of before for myself. Yeah. 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 Okay. And so what's changed for you since joining the program? What are there specific results that you've seen? Any, any stories you can share? Yeah. Yeah. You know, because I'm, I'm kind of alluding to, or or touching base with what uh, Tara was saying. Mm -hmm. It's not just, you know, being a mom, it's also being a daughter because I, you know, am a caretaker to my mom, right? you know, who's 89 years old. And all the skills that I have learned in being my highest self as a mom is helping me to be my highest self as a caretaker because all that stuff comes up frustration or, you know, sort of being in a little bit of a role reversal that is very reminiscent of raising my daughter. My daughter did have mental health issues and my mom's mental stuff right now. There's a, a little bit of a decline in, in, in that. And it's bringing out my patience and calmness and understanding and sometimes the internal wrestle mm-hmm. with that. Yeah. yeah. I love that you're bringing this up because it, again, it, it just shows that what we're talking about is not just going to uh, impact your relationship with your children, but with your spouse 
with your parents, with your coworkers, with everybody. Because what we're talking about is, first of all, focus on yourself and what you have control over and also just relationship skills. Yeah. Even with, you know, I'm divorced too, you know, and dealing with my ex Mm -hmm. and, and even that is so interesting. I've always felt that you've heard me say it before of like this, this divorce with dignity Mm -hmm. and, and being able to have compassion for somebody that is in a totally different space is, you know, I would describe as antagonistic or shut down Uh and really wrestling with anger, you know, like, why can't he just handle things like me Mm -hmm. and, and being at peace with, oh, he doesn't handle things like me. Mm -hmm. And, and how do I want to handle? I, I want to, who do I want to be? Yeah. a divorce, or even in, with a, who do I want to be as a mom who is estranged at, uh, from her daughter? Right. Like all of that, I get to decide. And and even with this estrangement, I think, like, in a way, this really has become an opportunity for me, this space, this time on my own. Mm-hmm is full of growth and full of, and and although I'm physically not connected to her, just this work that I've done in the group and all of that, just like, I feel, I do, I feel so connected with her. She Mm -hmm. is always on my mind. I think I said this the other day where I, I send her little mental messages of love and connection and I almost feel more connected to her yeah. than I was before. And I feel like when we are physically brought back together, like, and there have been moments where I've, I've been able to see her maybe over Zoom or, or something like that, is it, it's an opportunity for me to like show off my new skills yeah. and, and yeah. how how I have, how I have changed, mm-hmm. you know? And right. that maybe how I've changed, you know, she experience, experiences me very different. Yeah. So what's been your favorite part about being in this group? I think the connection with the group just, I feel like I have a group of people that understands. I feel less alone. Mm-hmm. That, that's that been huge for me. And like Tara, I so look forward to these meetings, even if it's like, I'm going to be five minutes late or whatever. And I always watch the replays because I get so much, so much out of it. Um, yeah. That's that's been the best part is just like, and, and maybe having the future possibility or opportunity to actually meet these women in person too. I know. Um, and sort I know. of up level that. So I'm so excited. Yeah. And thanks for bringing that up because I can't remember if I've already talked about this on the podcast or not, but a little while ago, I had asked everybody in the group, like, what would be your dream come true for this group? And almost everybody said, we want to meet in person. We want to, you know, we want to have a retreat like experience. And so I recently put a deposit down on the okay. most amazing house. <laughs> 
in Fort Lauderdale to do a retreat. And I cannot wait. I I mean, I'm already thinking of all these ideas of what we're going to do and how we're going to spend our time. And oh my gosh, I'm just, I'm so excited. Yeah. And so people who who enroll in this round of Damn Good Mama will have the opportunity to go to that also. Mm-hmm. Nice. I'm so excited. Yeah. So excited too. Yes. All right. So what do you mm-hmm. want to share? You're, you're going to be our, our parting words today. Okay. What do you want to share with moms who are listening, who are well, thinking about joining? Yeah. I, I you know, I, I love what Sarah said is like, like I've never heard this before, but as it, it's like continuing education. It's right. like, you know, we have so many different roles in our lives, whether it's, you know, an employee, uh, whatever. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we do, we in, embark on continuing education for that. So I just, I, I love the idea of that. And when I think of that, it almost feels like permission to invest in myself because as women, again, we're like socialized to like take care of everybody and put everybody first. And it's like, well, why wouldn't we do that in the role of mom? Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I so love that. And yes. that, and and hey, as far as as far as the pricing, I think it is extremely reasonable. I I, I really do a no-brainer for sure. Yeah, one, considering when we when we spend thousands more on vacations and stuff like that, and that's wonderful. But um, this is such joy in the internal versus joy in the external. I guess. Yeah, I guess yeah. that's the only way I'd put it. Yeah. Well, when you do the work internally, then you can enjoy those vacations <laughs> that you spend Even thousands more. of dollars on, right? Even, and, <laughs> Instead and, and of you know what, and they're not an escape. They're they're less of an escape. And and l- teaching us to be present, e- even mm-hmm. in that, so that right. you know we can we we have that feeling when we're not on vacation. We have that lived experience, even when we're we don't need the vacation. It's just like yeah. right. Well, I, I'm I'm thinking especially family vacations where you you know you think it's going to be oh, like okay, <laughs> you think it's going to be I don't know. Not maybe people don't think this way, but you know, <clears throat> where where it's not a you need a a, a vacation from the vacation. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I hadn't thought of it in terms like that with a reunion because there, you know, when it comes to things like that with a reunion, it's like, yeah, I I feel like I I may have to do some work ahead of time. And, and, you know, with all the stories of our past and, and all of that. And yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you all so much for coming on here and sharing with us. And if you're listening and you want to experience a transformation like these women did, go sign up for Damn Good Mama today. Enrollment closes on September 30th, and I want to see you on October 3rd. I promise it's the best decision and you won't regret doing it, but you might regret not doing it. And I don't want that for you. So go to damngoodmama.com and I will talk to you again next week. Bye-bye. If you enjoy listening to this podcast and you're ready to feel calmer, more confident, and more at peace in your family and life, I invite you to sign up for a free consultation with me to learn about how my coaching can help you achieve the exact life you want. You'll take the concepts and tools I share in the podcast and apply them to your own life. And as your coach, I'll be there to support you every step of the way. Go to lessdramamoremama.com forward slash mini and sign up now.